Welcome to the MCW cast. This is episode number 37, and I am Tara, joined tonight by... Director John Rollins. Oh, you're John. Oh. Vegan Storm. And yes, I am. Still. <laughs> Vegan Storm. <laughs> Good to be here. And for those of you who don't know, you are the voice of our commentary team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do a little play-by-play with uh, my man Brent. So, That's right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, We're here to talk you. about our last show, which was the Bruiser Strong show. Bruiser Strong. Can I yeah. say something real quick? Yeah. It's like peek behind the curtain. I wasn't here. The camera. Was, I wasn't here. So for <gasps> you Bruiser mean Strong, the commentary <laughs> isn't going to be live. It's not going to be live, but you're not going to be able to tell. It'd be just like you're watching a two and a half hour version of Resurrection. Will be just as energetic. You didn't even know that resurrection breakthrough. Sorry, <laughs> you'll be just as you'd be just as energetic. We'll be doing our thing. So me and Brent, we got this. We're professionals. Yeah. So for a lot of our fans, they know that um, you know we had to change dates around that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So when that happens, sometimes the people that you have booked aren't able to make it. So in this particular case, it was our commentary team that we uh, needed to plan around, and they'll be recording that um, after the fact. So you're right; That's nobody correct. will notice, but. Uh, yeah, we're glad you're here because we have a lot to talk about. Thank it you. was a great show. It was good to be back, right? Absolutely. There's the energy from the fans, even energy backstage. It was just great to be there and pay tribute to the legend of R.J. Meyer, the Bruiser. Yeah, this uh, when we all shut down, you know, a year and a half ago, um, everybody said, oh, your first show back is going to be the Bruiser show, right? And as it turns out, it really couldn't be. We had to do that first Resurrection show because at the time when we were putting the show together, you know, we were told, oh, there's going to be capacity restrictions. You know, we don't know. Maybe it'll have to be outside. I mean, there was a lot going on that we didn't know for sure. So we didn't want to book that as the first show given that what if, you know, what if the State Athletic Commission came back and said, hey, you can only have 200 people here, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously far more than that showed up to, you know, pay their respects to Bruiser. Standing and room to honor- only. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Those are always the best. Those are so, always the best. <laughs> yeah, it was great to, to sit up at the top and look out and just see a sea of fans. It felt like home. It felt like the way things were supposed to be. And, you know, I feel like he would have been pleased with everyone that came out. Um, but even, I will say, we had a lot of fans, our like, faithful, diehard MCW fans who were not able to attend because yeah. of scheduling conflicts as well. So, you know, you were here with us in spirit, everybody. I know you weren't here, but hopefully you'll be there at our next show, which is, um, we can, we're going to be talking about that tonight, too. Which mm-hmm. are, We've got a full lineup coming up for the fall season, of course, as we always do, Autumn Armageddon Tour, plus some other events. Always and... one of my favorite tours. Now, from what I understand, I read, I saw this on Facebook later uh, later on in the night. Um, I believe the next show is Shamrock 20? No. That's not the next show. No. Oh, you know what? I know what it is. <laughs> we got the Celeb <laughs> Fest coming up, right? Yep. Yeah, Baltimore but, Celeb but Fest. But that's going, that's going to be a part of the Autumn Armageddon tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. That's exciting to hear. Yeah, you know, we've talked several times on past episodes about collaborations between other promotions. Yep. And here we are actually experiencing that ourselves in a slightly different way, not with another wrestling promotion, so to speak, but another um, entertainment venue. So this is Celeb Fest 2, which means there's already been a Celeb Fest 1, and there's a Celeb Fest 3 being planned for spring so this is a wonderful um 
you know, collaborative experience that we can have. So you get the um, convention experience. Yep. You get to meet some stars that you see on TV. Uh, we'll be doing a live broadcast of the MCW cast. And then we'll be copping things off with a show that night. So it's really the best of both worlds all in one. And it gives us a newer territory. You know, we haven't been in uh, Millersville before. I mean, I think the closest we've been was probably when we used to do the Fort Meade shows. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know? Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And I will say uh, the Benfield Sports Center, it's actually it's actually made for this. I've, I've been there. I've worked in there uh, mm-hmm. a, a few times. It's, it's, it is the, almost the perfect um, like venue for a convention mm-hmm. and it's enough room to wrestle in and it fits all those fans in once you get all those tables out of the way it's 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 honestly it's a really good it's a really good building so it, it's going to be a lot of fun uh down That's there in baltimore slip fest so yeah. yeah looking forward to it so you can get tickets to that um the celeb fest is separate so just so you know they have their own website baltimorecelebfest.com i believe mm-hmm. and um, they have different tickets for all the meet and greets that they're doing they've been adding new stars and again they were hit with some scheduling issues as well uh, many of the stars that they had booked were aew and um, they've been pulled to do their own events now so the future um, Celeb Fest 3 is going to be on a Sunday to prevent any of those things from happening. But, you nice. know, I have to say they're doing a great job replacing stars as fast as they are pulled. And again, that's out of their control. So it is going to be a great event. And um, you can get that information. I believe we have a link to it, too, on our website. And uh, so you can find out more about how to get tickets for that. All right. All right. Oh, you know what? We have one more thing we have to talk about. <laughs> so first, we want to thank all of our listeners, our uh, faithful MCW cast listeners who are listening to us on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, CastBox, and of course, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Thank you all for listening and not just listening, but subscribing. Nice, nice. That was, that, that was a You did that pretty much almost in one breath there, Tara. Uh, yeah, well, I try. John, what, you do have one more thing to talk about. What is our Flashback Friday Flashback this week? Flashback Friday, we are looking back at the 2007 Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup. It was a qualifying match that would feature Sanjay Dutt taking on Eddie Edwards. Wow, oh. and how appropriate that you are showing a Flashback Friday that's from a Shamrock qualifying match mm-hmm. because uh, the Shane Shamrock Cup is one of our upcoming shows this fall. That's right, that's right. It's, it's almost like it was planned, Tara. I did. I'm my forte is segues, so I got that covered. <laughs> so uh, we will be talking about all of our upcoming dates, but just to throw that out there, the Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup number twenty um, will be Friday, November twelfth, and that will be held right here in Joppa. All right, all right, all right. Well, so today we're going to do things a little bit differently. We don't just have one guest; we have three guests. We're going to be talking about some of the events that took place at Bruiser Strong and in the Bruiser Rumble, and our first guest that we're going to be bringing in when we return from our short break is actually somebody we've had here before, but I don't believe either of you were here the day that we had him. I wasn't. Oh, you seem so excited by off, that. I was <laughs> off camera. You were I mean, here, but off camera, of I mean, course. This yeah. is my third time, so I know it wasn't. All right, I know. <laughs> but anyway, I am talking about none other than uh, one half of the MCW Tag Team Champions, Joe Keys. Ooh. So stay with us, and we'll be right back with Joe Keys. And we are back, and we are being joined by one half of the MCW Tag Team Champions, Seduce and Destroy, Mr. Joe Keys. Joe, how are you? I'm just, I'm fantastic, John. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, uh pulling me away from training to be here this evening <laughs> um let's just go let's just cut to it uh plugging the show the millersville the celeb fest coming up 
Seduce and Destroy, me and bro, we have a big championship match going against uh, former tag champions fed up. And quite honestly, I think uh, I think the match is bullshit. I know you said you had some post-editing to do, so throw that in there. I think this match is bullshit. The message sent by the booker Dan McDevitt to the locker room and to the students is horrendous. That you can take these two middle-aged, day-shift bartenders and reward them. Reward them for walking away from the company for two years. For not doing anything. Like, in the wake of RJ's pathing. What have they done? They don't come down here to train. They don't come down here to help out with the school. They don't do anything. And they're rewarded with the championship spot. What message does that teach? And granted, years ago, people loved them. I get they were champions. But that was what? 2013? 2012? Before I was even here? Before bro was even here? We weren't even wrestlers yet. I guarantee if we were around then, they wouldn't have been champions. It would have been a different story. You can't take away that fed up was something. And I use that word strongly. Was something. This is 2021. They ain't compared to me and bro. It's embarrassing to me. It's embarrassing to bro. It's embarrassing to this company. That this match is taking place. Look at the characters involved. Bro Keller, he doesn't get enough credit where credit is due. He is a star in the making. If not now, if not within the next few years, but he is going to get the glory he deserves. And you look at me, AEW television, Ring of Honor television, Shamrock Cup winner, three-time tag champion, two-time Rage TV champion. The only accolade I don't have in this company is the heavyweight championship, which I guarantee before I quit wrestling altogether, I will have had that on my resume. And that's something nobody in Fed Up can say. Chris had an opportunity. He had an opportunity for a championship match. He was there. And I don't know what he did if he got up the night before and blew it against Christian York, but that's his life. And I guarantee if he does the same against me and bro, he's going to get his ass kicked way back into rehab, and then he'll probably quit that again and come seeping for another match. It's disgusting that these two, I can't even say has-beens. I can't even say has-beens because they really never were. In the scheme of MCW, sure, they were something. But MCW is a tiny bubble, which they wouldn't know because they've never left. They've never done TV. They've never wrestled outside the state of Maryland or maybe as far as their parole officer would let them. But don't laugh. I'm not laughing. Don't laugh. I'm just, it's just a lot, bro. You know, it's true. It's, it's a, just a lot. I it's just a like, lot. I feel, I get the sense that you've been holding this in for a while, Joe. I have been holding this in I for a while. Tell. The only time I've wrestled with them before was years ago mm-hmm. in the Dixon line with Robert Locke. And they embarrassed us. They made us look like jackasses. I, I can't lie. If that's bro, you and you need to take it. We it's we understand. Bro. Okay. Well, I mean, so, well, I, 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 hold on for a second. I, I mean, I just want to say this, and and you know, I, I can feel that the the anger bubbling up from like right here. Like it's it's almost uncomfortable. And I've known you for a while since right. since I got here, since you got here. So, like she was saying, you've been holding on to this for a long time, and I've been watching you for a long time. You've always had this intensity, but 
since you you got with bro, that intensity has jumped up, and I'm I'm feeling like this might be the wrong time for the sped up situation to happen. Do you agree? I I completely disagree. I completely disagree. And the theme of our upcoming events, and as long as as long as people can remember, is going to be shrouded in the name. What would RJ do? As long as his legacy is still pulsating within us, there's always going to be that thought in the back of our heads. What would RJ do? What would Bruiser do? The Bruiser 100% hated, hated guys like Fed Up who didn't take this stuff seriously, who lollygagged in, expected a spot on the card, got it, underperformed, left, came back, and did the same thing. Taking the spots of his students, who you know damn well, he invested all his time, his energy. It's Teaching at the school was probably the thing that kept him off of going back to drugs. Like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. This was his new fix. And then you got guys like Chris and George showing up and stepping all over that saying, no, you can't teach us anything. We're fed up. We deserve to be on the card. We deserve a championship match. And that burns me. That burns me here. Like you said, it's boiling down here. That really burns me. Even this whole battle royal that we had, watching all these old guys coming in, all these has-beens from like 15 years ago with their guts hanging out and their t-shirts on, it was disgusting. It was a slap in my face and it was a slap in RJ Meyer's face that these guys are representing him. Because I damn well know RJ didn't like half of them. Well, now let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned some has-beens. You called them has-beens coming out during that match. And, you know, Rumble or Battle Royal style matches always feature some blasts from the past. So, you know, the fans, I have to be honest. I mean, I don't know. You guys heard them too, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest pop of the night went to Fed Up when they walked down that ramp during that Rumble. Now, how did that make you feel hearing the fans? respond in that way is that where some of this is coming from some more of this anger i've been wrestling in joppa for seven years Mm -hmm. i've been around the mcw fan base for seven years and i get it i get why they can love fed up they're relatable they're the most relatable talent that mcw could provide They, they can't relate to me and bro look at us look at us bro is model status we're athletes. We look like athletes. These guys, t-shirts, beer guts, criminal records, dumpy tattoos. They're one of us. I mean, they may, like you see with Brandon Scott. Brandon Scott looks like one of them, too. Like, don't laugh. No, I'm okay. sorry. That, the same okay. thing. No, I mean, you, you are. Well, they are the you are absolutely right. They yeah. are the equivalent of somebody from Joppa, Maryland. Walking down the guardrail, or walking down the guardrail, yeah, walking down the ramp, hopping the guardrail, and saying, hey, you guys can do this too. Look, you don't even have to train, you don't have to go to the gym. You can just walk in here, yay, son. And there it is. That's all it takes. It's embarrassing. I try and show this to one of my friends on Ring of Honor, because you know I'm on TV in that locker room. And they're like, what the hell is that thing? I'm like, oh, that's my opponent coming up. And they can't take me seriously going after that. Like, this is what you get booked against? You wrestled against John Gresham. You wrestled against the Briscoes. You wrestled against Lethal. And I wrestling that. And they expect people to pay money to see that. That's a slap in the face. But these fans don't know any better. They don't know any better. I can't argue with that. So I can see why they love them. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I think that you've brought some valid concerns to the table. And, you know, maybe 
you know, from your perspective, this is how things appear. Yeah, maybe Dan McDevitt can take his new Marnie Mark friend and open the wallet a bit and bring some real talent in here so we don't have to dig up these corpses like fed up to face top-tier talent anymore. Well, if we're, if we're going by the booking, then wouldn't you want a little bit of revenge considering the fact that, and I mean absolutely no disrespect when I say this, fed up were the ones who eliminated you from the Rumble. Wouldn't you want to have a little bit of revenge and show people, hey, we're the tag team champions for a reason? They were. They were the ones who threw us out from the Rumble. You're absolutely correct. They took advantage of us. I mean, if you were watching the Rumble, and again, from my perspective, bro and I were handling things. There was a lot of guys in the ring at that point. It's hard for two to take on 30. Okay, there were at least 30 people in that ring. And they're opportunists. They took advantage of it. Like, good for them. Good for them. I can't blame them. I would have done the same thing. And in the moment, I was emotional. And I ran to the back. I saw red in my eyes. And I can't blame bro for this. Bro is more level-headed. And then I ran up to Dan. And I said, give me those ass. I said, I want them at the next show. I don't want any ands, ifs about it. Let me wrestle them. And I didn't think they would accept it. I didn't think they would accept it. I thought they would be more level-headed and see me and bro. And be like, no thanks. No, son. This is a one-and-done deal. But no, their hubristic took over. And they accepted this match. And again, I can't blame them i can't blame them the crowd got to like you said biggest eruption of the night mm -hmm. what the hell i couldn't even believe it when that crowd gets in your head and you hear them behind you and you hear them cheering it's an addiction and you're hooked and it makes you do stupid things it makes you do silly things to get that next fix. You can ask Chris about getting a next fix. He knows all about it. And now they want this They want this crowd pop again. Well, they got and it. So they put their ass in line where it don't belong. And that's the 16th in Millersville. Well, I want to go back to something that John just mentioned about how Fed Up did eliminate you. Now, do you think that even though they haven't been around MCW for a while, which you pointed out, but they do have an extensive history of working together. Could that have played a role, given the fact that you and Bro have only been together, you know, a few months? And actually, I want to talk about that, how you two came together to become not just tag a tag team, but to become champions on your first night working together as a tag team. But could, you know, their longstanding relationship, you know, they are brothers, you know, they have grown up together. They have shared lived experiences together. You know, could that have been something to take into consideration, how they were able to get one over on the two of you, who are the champions? No one's denying that. Of course, it's something to take into consideration. I mean, we look at the match and what was on the line, and I said it earlier, it's the heavyweight championship. It's the only accolade that I have yet to collect in this company. And it's easy to understand how I would get distracted in going in for myself for a little bit. I'm like, bro, I love bro. I have to trust him with my life, with my career, with my tag titles. But I wouldn't have added one more that night. Like you said, George and Chris, they had each other's backs. Mm -hmm. Because they know they had to. Because they know if they were alone, they get torn apart. I knew Bro could handle himself. I knew I could handle myself. There's 30 other guys in there at that moment. You can look the video back and you can count them. 30 other human beings in there. At least. At I least. Got, I think at one point there might have been 50 in there. Probably. Who the knows? And then snuck up on me. And they threw me. And it was 100 degrees in there and a lot of fat, sweaty guys. Mm. And I grabbed the rope and I slipped. It happens. It happens. 
it happens and it happened. Hmm. We might have to take a closer look at that footage. You can you look at the footage so? all you want. Look at the footage. There's no need to look at the footage. All right, I was there. It happened. Would I lie to you, Tara? No, no. I'm just wondering, like. Good. Then there's no question about else, it. I'm the son of a judge. If anybody like, else I, might have slipped, I'm just trying I'm to see man if there's a honor, pattern son here. Son of a judge. Like what? I don't well, lie. Hmm. Okay. Look. Well, moving on. Yeah. But yeah. So moving okay. on. So, so do you think there is a possibility, right? Because you know you brought up how you're athletes, and we can bring a sports analogy into this. That fed up coming back. They they have that that cohesion, that chemistry. Mm-hmm. Kind of like sports analogy, Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball players ever. He came back to the Wizards like forever later. Mm-hmm. Still took that garbage team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So there was still like the, there was still a level of talent. So do you think in your mind, even though you have these strong feelings emotionally, you are very emotional about how you feel about it. Do you think there's a possibility that they could get that back? Like I mean, there's there's still some time until Slugfest too. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's still that chance that they have they can get that chemistry and cohesion? Over, you know, you and bro, spectacular tag team, tag team champions, but they've been together way longer than you guys have. If they put down the beer bottle and head to the gym anytime soon, then maybe, maybe they can survive the first 60 seconds. But going back to your basketball analogy, I don't know much about basketball, but there's a new concept going around. Mm -hmm. They're called super teams. Right. That's why LeBron James is getting hit on his credibility Mm because he built super teams around him. Me and bro, we're a super team. Individually, we can get to the finals. Maybe it's competitive, but together, every year. Rings all day. Every year. Every year. Michael Jordan's took the Wizards to the playoffs. What happened? Well, yeah, they didn't go to the finals. They didn't go to the finals. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> well, let's talk about your future with uh, Bro. Now, you're a newly established tag team, and you're the champions. Who do you see as your top competitors? Who do you want to face? I mean, clearly it's not fed up. So no. who do who is worthy of seduce and destroy. I think at this point, you would have to reach outside of the company. There's nobody in MCW whom, one, I haven't defeated yet. Or two, who's even, like, worthy competition. Like as like I dropped earlier, Dan and his new Money Mark friend. Open the wallet a little bit. There's other promotions out there. There's a Lee Moriarty kid that's pretty, pretty popular. I would love to wrestle him. Get him a partner. There's a Daniel Garcia that's pretty popular out there. Put them together. And... There's a competitive match. There's a main event match. Now, you're not There's, just picking people you would be able to easily beat, are you? Easily beat. Have you seen these guys wrestle, Tara? <laughs> I don't think you have. We need top-tier talent in MCW to wrestle MCW's top-tier talent. And it's a redundant statement because me and bro are top-tier talent, not just in this company, but in this country. And in order... For the fans to get their money's worth, they pay X amount of dollars for an expectation for a match. And when they undercut and lowball these fans on price and get them fed up, you're cheating them on money. You're cheating them on an opportunity. There's better teams out there. There's more worthy teams out there. And if that's the one thing I can get out of this interview, it's please book me and bro, seduce and destroy against better talent. That's all I ask. Okay. That's all I ask. Well, I think you're definitely going to get a lot out of this interview, to be honest. Mm. All right. Well, we, fire. we definitely have heard your words. You seem very strongly opinionated and passionate about this. And, you know, we, we hear you. We will address your concerns. 
And, uh, you know, I think that when Fed Up listens to this interview, they're going to be a little upset at some of the things that you've said here tonight. You've brought some personal business out into the air and, you know, you've had some pretty harsh words that we have to edit out. But, um, (laughs) well, I mean, is that what you're going for? What I'm going for. If I can do it before the 16th and get a night off, well, then why not? Words are murder, Tara. Okay. Okay. Well, John, do you have anything else for our guests here uh, about maybe this just upcoming a show? Something. So, you obviously we know your feelings regarding Fed Up and this upcoming matchup, but what about after that? That's Sham- what I'm the asking. Sh- the, the Shamrock Cup's coming up. Is that something that you're looking into? Oh, or? that's always on my mind. That is always on my mind. And I've I mean, you are you are a former champion, a Shamrock champion. It would be a sin not to put me in the tournament. And I've talked to Bro about this. I said, "Hey, look, man." I'm going to do whatever politic and power I have to get you in a qualifying match. Not against me, because I want to give him, like, a fair chance, if you understand. But the, the Shamrock Cup, which isn't better than me. When I won that, I took off after that. And it, it's like, it is often a, an accolade that does jumpstart careers. played on this yes. trophy. This, this cut off after Dan McDevitt's God kid and Leo Rush, and then after that, nothing else matters. Because that kid doesn't even wrestle anymore. Neither of Dan McDevitt's God kids wrestle anymore. Just me. I'm the last one standing. Maybe now my name will get dropped more on this podcast and said the Stone Cold story for the 60th week in a row. Hey, at least we know you watch, though. This is true. Thank you for that That's support. Yeah. Are you are you one of our coffee club members, too, maybe? I don't drink coffee. Oh, okay. I'm not a coffee club member, so I'm actually not, not surprised. All right. I'm not well. surprised. All right. Well, Joe, this has been a wildly informative segment. And I have to be honest, when we had you on the show, uh, you know, early on in our uh, in our programming, we saw a much milder, softer, kinder, gentler Joe Keys. And, you know, this this kind of gritty edge that you've brought here tonight. I mean, I have to be honest, I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm kind of questioning some of the comments you've made and whether they were appropriate or not. But I'm kind of intrigued at this edgier side of you. After being around for two shows and seeing how the company's going forward, it's kind of it's kind of aggravating. It kind of pisses me off, you know what I mean? And having to sitting down and talk about it and relive the moments all over again, it kind of aggravates the hormones, you know what I mean? I I, I can see. You know I, mean? I can. I, well, I don't really because I don't have the all, same hormones as you. But you know, yeah, I have you a pretty red. good idea <laughs> where you're going with that. So. Listen, I just want to say thank you because it seems like you're a busy guy. You know, you're here training and bettering yourself, to. you know. Oh, that's a yes. novel idea, and, right? Uh, so we want to thank you for joining us for this segment. And uh, you, it's it's been enlightening, hasn't it, everyone? Very. Uh, yes, thank you, Joe. Thank <laughs> yes. you for coming. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, good luck. I mean, you know. Get to the, the it, break bit. Okay. Well, we're, we're headed there to the break. Good luck. Uh, October 16th in Millersville at Celeb Fest, Autumn Armageddon. Um, and uh, I'm sure the fans are very intrigued to see you face off against Fed Up. And welcome back, everybody. Deacon Storm here, along with the director, John Rollins, and the lovely Tara, as we have, after that segment, sitting across yeah, from me. Explosive. That was wow. That was crazy. I thought he was going to reach across the table a couple of times. But sitting across from myself now and all of us is the highest paid MCW student to ever graduate from MCW Pro Wrestling, the golden boy himself, the man with the most fire elbow drop I've seen <laughs> this side of the macho man. Yeah, Miles 
Hawkins right here. You haven't wow. lied yet, Deegan. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I feel like you're a fan of Miles. Well, I mean, I can't. You cannot help it. I mean, the guy talks the talks the stuff, but he also walks it. I have it's, to it's agree re- with him. It's when he, really hard. When he puts his arm through the ceiling to drop that elbow, I yeah, know. I'm a fan. Guys, yeah. guys, guys, you could just say I'm good. Like, we get it. All right, man, you are. <laughs> you are. So how's it going, man? It's good. It's good, you know. Who's a strong rumble? Yeah. Great showing, you know. Yeah. A few little hiccups here and there, you know. I heard, because I wasn't there, so I don't know what really happened yet. But you guys. Well, obviously I didn't win. That was the goal. I'm sorry. More gold always is better. Well, that's, so, that's the golden boy, right? Golden boy. That's need, what you need. Need gold you all need the time. Gold. I mean, you may not have won, but you had a pretty pretty strong showing, especially against one Action Andretti. You could have uh, mentioned yeah. Drolix, but Action Andretti, this is the one you want to go with. Th- that was at the Rumble, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, we can talk about your matchup at the show before with Drolix. We certainly can talk about that. but Or that he slapped you, you know, in the back of, yeah, see, you wanted to talk about, you wanted to bring wow. up Drolix, I'm going to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, he Cheap shot of me from the back. That's cool. All right. Action Andretti. That's what you want to talk about? We had a little mm-hmm. moment there. We stood off. Two young guys, up-and-coming guys. Both students. Both have gone through the MCW Training Center, by the yes. way. Yes. yes. But I mean, you have a fancy plaque. I do. You know. I do, but he's not the highest paid. He's not the golden boy. This is true. So this is true. He can okay. do flips. He can wrestle. He's really good in the ring. Mm-hmm. But he's not the highest paid. And he's not the golden boy. And that's for a reason. So. Okay. Well, you said this for a reason. So, what's the reason? Deacon, you've seen my matches. My, I mean, I have. I mean, but I mean, yeah, I, I get that. But I mean, playing devil's advocate here, I am a fan of you. But I'm also a fan of Andretti. And like, I've seen his matches, I've seen your matches. A, you guys are both really good. So, I mean, it's not really, really anything to take away from. So, I mean, it's saying, it seems like you have a reason why he, he's not as good as you, other than the fact. That he's not Miles Hawkins. Yeah. So I'm, I've been in the training center a little bit longer than Andretti has. Mm-hmm. He got on shows before I did. He debuted before I did. So to say that was kind of a, you know, the one in my side, a Ooh. sticking point, might have stoked the fire a little bit. It might have gotten me ready for the show. Yeah. Chip on the little shoulder. Chip on the shoulder. Mm. Now, being the golden boy, highest paid, that might be a little, you know, not a little nudge back at action, a little oh. shot back at him. But you see, he does a lot of cool things. And I think I can do him a little bit better than he can. Anything you can do, I can do better. Maybe See, not. I just want to burst into song when I hear that. <laughs> I'm trying to get it out of my head now because. But I it, to me, it's also just this little, this little extra confidence that you have. This little, I'll say arrogance. That yeah, I'll I'll say arrogance. 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 You come out there with a plaque. Arrogance. You're, con- you're constantly I mean, showing it off to the fans. Also, some might let's re- let's back up, John. Okay. Let's be fair. Some might interpret your confidence and enthusiasm as arrogance is that better sure but i like it okay well, <laughs> well, I, I, I enjoy I'm it i'm trying to play the middle that's here what made me i'm a fan just of saying that's it may rub some of our fans the wrong way who you know do see you as the stellar athlete that you are but you know maybe feels like you're looking down at them i mean we just had joe keys in here who didn't mm-hmm. have particularly nice things to say about some of our fans Uh-oh. so I'm wondering, you know, do you see them the same way that he does? Well, I think they might not have seen true confidence before. They might see it as arrogance, and people who don't know true confidence and see it backed up every day in the ring would perceive it as arrogance. So if you're not ready for what true confidence looks like, don't call me arrogant. Call me confident. Okay. All right. That's that's valid. 
that's that's valid. And you, you didn't did. insult our fans in saying that, so that's a that's a plus. <laughs> you just gave some good advice. Yeah, that's what that sounds okay. like. Okay. See, sometimes I like the fans. Sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when they don't cheer me for getting chopped in the back. Oh yeah, about <laughs> that. Let's talk about that. Okay, let's let's do it. I got beat up by Drolix again. again. It happened. Yes. Yes. Wow. So you know, Drolix is like you know the OG. You know, he's got a great reputation. Yeah. You know, he he's a no nonsense kind of guy. I mean, you know, he can make or break a young upstart like you. Yeah. So what was it like the when you first found out you would be facing Drolix? I thought he had the opportunity of a lifetime. Oh wait, that he had the opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, did you did you not watch the the segments with him and Nicole? I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm just saying that to the casual observer that one might think that you in fact were the one being given an opportunity of the lifetime. Oh, I know I'm a legend in making. And Drolix is already a legend. So that was a legend versus legend matchup just happened oh. 5 years in advance. So we just had Rock That's Hogan brilliant. just out there is okay. what you're saying, right? Okay. That yeah. is All brilliant. Right. Yes. All right. Of course. Five years in the advance, legend in the making. I, I like how you're forward thinking and how you're looking ahead to the future. I think that's great. You know. He calls himself the golden boy. I know. Of course, of course he's looking towards the future. <laughs> John, John, John. That's a name I got in the training center. Everybody else calls me it. I just let it run. Who gave you that title? The other training center Don't students. Even, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even try that. And look, man, you nothing, know I alluded to and look, it. it. There's nothing wrong with calling yourself the Golden Boy. Oscar De La Hoya did it for years, still doing it. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. But that's that's more of like a, a like a you re, you recognizing who you are. Yes, I know. Because if you're anything like I think you are, you probably wake up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror, you're just like, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that like, what you do, no Brian? Yeah. Actually. Well, we're not going to talk about that. Some days it takes me a while to get dressed because I'm just looking at myself. Because you're just like, damn. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel that. Uh, so close. Yeah. That's so close. Probably so close. You probably didn't want to do that anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's talk a little bit about your time coming through the training center. Right. When did you start? How long were you here? You know, so before I, you became the highest paid student? You know, <laughs> tell, give, give the, the fans a, up, a, a brief journey of that. The journey up to being the golden boy. Yes. Uh so I started training in September th- 2019, a long time ago. So exactly two years ago. Exactly two years, yeah. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so started off training, ran through the beginner's class, obviously. Came out of there in about a month or two. Was about to be on MCW shows really early, probably about five months. But then, you know, stuff shut down and we couldn't run the shows. global gimmick. So. Correct. Yeah, that had to make you mad. Here you were, you were getting this, you know, not not being around, but more than a few months and then already learning that you're going to be getting a little push. And then all of a sudden that was like taken away. I mean, how did you feel when that happened? Were you, you know, kind of upset? Like, you know, I wouldn't say upset. I'd say more driven. Yeah, because it definitely like, again, that fire. Mm-hmm. People might say I'm arrogant. People might say I have a chip on my shoulder. Now, is it the same chip as actually Andretti or is it a different chip? Maybe there are two. Ah. Maybe this one was I should have been on shows earlier. And now being the highest paid graduate is just a here. We know we couldn't give you this earlier, but we'll give it to you now. Maybe see, these are some of the things that make me the golden boy. Ah. Drive me to be as good as I am. So do you think it was worth the wait then? Uh, you know, Andretti getting on the you know, getting uh, the opportunity before you, even though you got here first. Do you think it was worth taking that extra time in the school and just like becoming who you are now? Being confident, I want to say no. Okay. But honestly, I want to say yes. Because that allowed me to 
really become a more technical wrestler, really hone in who I was, really move differently, become more explosive and lighter, really that fire again. Like when, when we shut down, I was a much nicer person. I wasn't as upset. So now I'm taking that chip just into the ring and that allows me to, you know, hit people a little harder. Okay. Well, I have to say, um, you know, when we were shut down, you know, it was a period of uncertainty. We didn't know what was in our future. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, we we're, we're a contact sport in the middle of a pandemic yes. that doesn't bode well. But when we were able to reopen the training center safely, you know, you were here every week, you first know, one first in. one yeah, in. He was one of the first, first and one of the yeah. last. Yeah, so. but you know, Action Andretti was showing up too. He was coming in, putting in extra hours on the weekends, you <laughs> know. So you're talking about your drive. So I'm yeah. kind of wondering, you know, maybe Action's got some drive there too that he, he wants to prove himself as well. Maybe he wants to be the highest paid Don't student you like graduate. like how she's just poking you? Just poking just, the bear. Just I'm poking just, the bear. Just you saying, know. you know. Action would show up and we would have our little interactions. We would see each other, and those days I might train a little harder. Those days I might be like, hey, I see what you're doing. I can do that. I can do that just as well as you can. There's nothing saying that I can't. I'm a natural-born athlete, probably a better athlete than you are. But seeing him there is just like, okay, you're working, I'm working. I mean, he's been compared to the likes of Leo Rush. So, you know, they're natural-born athlete, yes, both of you. But, I mean, he's he's got that. Hmm. comparison being made well maybe this is a story we've seen before okay he's not the only one getting comparisons okay Mm. all right well wow i mean i i think there's a lot here going on behind the scenes between you and action and you know i think that this is going to be something that our fans are going to be pretty interested in seeing i'm interested i want to see it and yeah i mean what um what are you doing to prepare to have your moment with Action Andretti. What are what are some things you are working on? Is there tell us about the Miles Hawkins mindset right now? Well, if it ever came down to Action and I standing in the ring, looking across from one another, mm-hmm. first, I got a little bit of size on him. I'm not gonna lie about that. And I know he's fast. I know he's really fast. So a lot of cardio, a lot of sprints, really just trying to get faster. Cause I know that one day this is gonna happen. It may not be soon. It may be, you know, high up on the shows. It may not. It might be, you know, a throwaway show. Not even a throwaway show, but like, you know what I mean. Not on, te- not, not not on television. Not on television. Like a birthday party. Something that p- fans don't really see. Maybe we just do it just to get out some anger. Training center match. Okay. But I know that this is going to happen only because I can't hold it any longer. Okay. Mm. So are you saying that you're challenging Action Andretti? Not we, we we have Millersville coming up. There's you, that. October 16th, you know. See, I'm not going to directly challenge him, but if he wants a fight, he knows where to find me. I'll be in Millersville. Okay. If he wants to show up, he can. All right, well, going going back to the Rumble, you made your stance on how you feel about action. One other person that I wanted to ask, ask about, okay. the Rage Television champion, Kakoa. Okay. The man who eliminated you from the Rumble when you had your attention on Action Andretti mm-hmm. and Kakoa took advantage and he eliminated you. Yes. Yes. Is there maybe something brewing there for you? Something maybe that you're keeping in your back pocket? I would love to. I would love to. Yeah, he threw me out of the Rumble. He took away my opportunity to be heavyweight champion. That, uh, I was obviously focused on Action Andretti. I wanted to get him out of the ring first, and then I was going to focus on Kakoa second. Obviously, I was wrong. Could that hyper-focus on action, though, have been kind of a detriment to you? It definitely was. 
it definitely was. It was my first chance in the ring with him. Mm-hmm. And it was my chance to prove that I am better than you. I am better than what people think that you are. I can compete with you any day of the week. And I can do it better than you. And that wow. was my downfall. That's why I got thrown out by Kakoa. Action was still in. I was out. If I was focused, it wouldn't happen again. All right. Wow. Well, I want to ask you about that focus that you have. Okay. That I want to talk to you about your drive and your focus and how you conduct yourself here, you know, at the training center. And, you know, you're like the, you're called the golden boy because you, you, you are, you're the go-to guy. You know, you, every task that you've been given, you do well, you know, you don't just do it. You do it well. Mm. You know, you, you set the standard really yes. for the other students. Um, who has been influential in your training and um, how has that impacted you? And, you know, what, what, what drives you from from here? Not just Action Andretti. Like, you know, what well, what gives you that? So without, before Action, I had our interaction. What was driving me was I wanted to be the best I could be. Mm-hmm. People started calling me the golden boy before I truly believed in myself. Then I had to earn it. I had to step in the ring and become that. So I had to be the best that I could be, and then I had to get better. Okay. Now, had you always planned to be a wrestler? Is this a childhood dream of Miles Hawkins? Uh, so no it wasn't the golden boy surprise surprise actually has failed once i wanted to be a professional baseball player oh okay and i did play college baseball and i was scouted by both the padres the phillies and i believe the orioles but you might want to cut that the orioles are... <laughs> so all right so you was... want to be a pro, a pro ball player all right what that... happened i just didn't make it okay. just didn't happen i didn't have the same drive the same determination mm-hmm. after two, three years of college, I decided this wasn't what I was going to do, but I still had fun playing. And I mean, being good, I was good there too. So like that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. That helped with just staying in it. But then after I wasn't drafted, I was like, you know what? I want to be a wrestler. I see it on TV. Mm -hmm. They're athletic. They're actually, you know, hurting each other, hitting each other, going through physical pain. I can do that. Were you a wrestling fan? I was a wrestling fan always. Okay. So we would play baseball for 10 months out of the year, February to probably about December is where we would stop. And then those two months would for a rumble season and I'm glued to the TV. <laughs> just, I can't wait to see what happens next. This is the only time I get to watch wrestling. I'm just going to mm-hmm. sit here and watch everything I can. And we would go to shows. We would see everything, but uh, who was your favorite? <laughs> uh, that's a long list. Okay. Long <laughs> list. Wow. Favorite now, probably the Macho Man. Okay. Probably the Macho Man. And that deacon is where the elbow comes from. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) All right. Was he always your favorite? He was always high up on the list. Mm -hmm. But the respect that I got for him after wrestling Mm -hmm. and seeing just how good he is and how good he was went way through the roof. So definitely probably top of the list now. Mm. Wow. All right. Thank you. I'm glad you're giving us a little insight into the mind of Miles bit. Hawkins. Well, that, that's what our bit. listeners want, you know. They they love a good fight, but like we also want to know, you know, what's what's behind, you know, Miles Hawkins. What what made you? What, what brought you here? What they can try to do to be a golden boy. I understand. Well, I I don't know that anybody's coming to take your spot from you per I se, sh- but I, I think you know not. people are, are are just curious <laughs> about you. You hope and, not, or they or you like you can come and try. Well, they can try. I hope they don't. If they're fans, that would be bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. 
Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, do we have any more questions for um, uh, the highest paid student graduate of the NCW Training Center, Miles actually, Hawkins? I have one. I have one. How much, and you actually may be able to answer this, how much do you pay the cameraman to start your feet and pan up on all of your entrances? Like, I, I, I can never get anyone to do that for anything. I you don't know. get entrances. I, well, not for entrances. I mean, for like, when, <laughs> when I was doing his job. I'm like, yo, just start the, nothing. So I'm, uh, what's, what's the deal? We have a special agreement. Okay. I, right. can, I can't disclose too much information. So I'll, I'll disclose ah. it. I, I'm in their ear. I will yell at them. Start from the bottom. You show the golden boy. Oh, you, you show who he well, is. They're the, the, the directors. When right the director there. is a fan, this is what you get. Right damn here. If we're going to, you know, just tell everybody all the secrets, I told the director to get the shots. Hey, no matter what's coming from Miles Hawkins, right? <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> I'm not saying Jack about it now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Miles, I do have one more question for you. Aside from Action Andretti, who do you see as a foe worthy of your talents here in MCW? Ooh. I like that question. Oh, thank you. Let's see. Foes who are worthy. I would say Kakoa. Mm-hmm. He might have something coming to him, at least for what he did in the Rumble. Well, yeah. Mm. little receipt there. A little receipt. Somebody else is holding something that I want. Something I had an opportunity for, but Kakoa threw me out. Are we talking about Brian Johnson, the Mecca, the, the current Mecca. Wow. MCW Wow, all right. Just go all champion? the way up there. Okay. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Since, since day one, I said I wanted gold. And I wanted to be MCW heavyweight champion. So now, Brian Johnson has it. That puts a little bit of a target on his back in my eyes. A golden target. Right. Well, Mm. you know, at the end of the Rumble, when he held up that banner that said Mecca versus everyone, you know, you're everyone. (laughs) I'm not everyone. You're you're, you're part of. Okay. Well, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I meant you were part of what he would consider to be everyone. He might consider me everyone. Right. So I think there's a differing of opinions here. You you probably consider yourself in a different category. But yes, I'm pretty sure he sees you along with everybody else. I think he would call me a bozo. And that'd be a bad mistake. Probably. Yes. Well. All right. So, you know, I think that's great. You're setting your your sights really high. Um, you know, two champions, the Rage TV champion, uh, the former Rage, T- Rage <laughs> former MCW TV heavyweight champion. champion and former Rage TV champion Kakoa and the current uh, champion. We have Mecca Brian Johnson. Like that's those are pretty uh, those are pretty good foes there. If you're looking to face off against someone and prove to everyone just how great. Miles Hawkins is. While we're on the topic of people, can I throw a name in there real quick? Yes. Because I'm not happy about what happened in the Rumble. Uh Uh-oh. I got dumped on my head Uh by one man who bust his own head open. Ken Dixon. Apparently, I have a problem with bald and bearded. What are you looking at me for? I don't know. You don't have a beard. (laughs) He doesn't have a beard. (laughs) beard. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I would love to go up against Ken again. He dumped me on my head. That's not how you treat the golden boy. I deserve a certain level of respect. Well, what well, I know about Ken, <laughs> you say something like that, that challenge may not be too far off. All right. This is Bring true. it. Bring it. I don't think he's one to back down from a challenge. So it seems like you've got your work cut out for you here at MCW. You've got lots of people that you're willing to take on and challenge, and you're not afraid to, uh, you know, of anyone's reputation or how long they've been here or anything. You see yourself mm-hmm. as, you know, an equal, equal opportunist, correct? Yes, I do. Okay. Basically, like, no need to work your way up the top if you already feel like you're there. I mean, if he's the highest paid. I mean, he's already he's already <laughs> the top at that point. So, right. I mean, may as well get the gold to back it off, show it off, show 
sell some t-shirts or yeah maybe a headband or something <laughs> i don't know just 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 more gold more never gold. have more gold. gold never have enough gold <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you for joining us for this of segment. Course. You know, thank we're you. really looking forward to seeing you at upcoming events. Remember, the next event is Millersville, October 16th. Uh, that'll be part of Celeb Fest 2, along with the live MCW cast and our Autumn Armageddon kickoff, tw- kickoff show that evening. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Miles. Thank we you. Thank you. Take a break, and we will be back with another guest here tonight on the MCW cast. All right. Hey everybody, once again, welcome back to the MCW cast, Deacon Storm, John Rollins, the director, the lovely Tara. We are sitting here with this guy, the man. Hey. Action Andretti. Every time you're out there and I'm doing commentary, man, like I'm left speechless. Dude, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm yeah. glad I can leave you speechless when I go out there. I'm just remember- like I'm just like I- <laughs> Like that. Remember, oh, some, stuff. remember something. He is the sight to be seen. The, the sight, sight to, to be seen. seen. The sight to be seen. And when I do see it, if you haven't seen it, you better be at our next show. Absolutely. But I've seen it, and I, it never gets old. It never gets old. You're one of the most exciting people to watch. And we just had Miles Hawkins here. Um, you guys may have passed each other in the hallway. I'm not sure if you did. Yeah. But uh, we, pa- we passed each other. Okay. I saw him. Was there a glare? I mean, yeah. I'll I'll give him that. Like he has kind of cool hair. You know, the braids are a little cool. I saw yeah. those. I was I like, mean, yo. I was like, yo, you nice hair. Bro. The curls right now. I mean, yeah, dude, my hair is way cooler. <laughs> you got, than the, his, you got the 1999 JT Justin Timberlake going. Yeah, right yeah, I like it. I like it's it. it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate you. Uh, you know, you know, seeing that. We like the we like to take. But while he was in here, he said a, he said a few things, and you know, we asked. Uh, of course, the topic on everyone's minds is whether you two will ever come head to head. And we were like, hey, is that going to be a challenge, Miles? Are you making a challenge? And what he said was he could challenge me. That's how it is. He can come to me. He can find me. He knows where I'm going to be. He in said I can challenge him. He uh-huh. said you can come to him. You can find him. That's right. Yeah. Put the ball in your court. Mm. Hey, I mean, I look at it like this. Like, if he wants to try to, like, make a name for himself in here, who better to do it than me, right? Wow. Come after action, right? Yeah. Because I'm going to bring it to you, you know? You so, if, hey, if Miles says I have to come for him, whatever. You can take that however you want. But if he wants to, you know, try to try to get in the ring with me, I'm going to bring him a fight, dude. I'm bringing it. I ain't, I ain't laying back. You know, he's the, the new chipper on the block. He calls himself the golden boy. Yeah. He's got his little clipboard he carries around because oh, wow. – because he's what he's got the certificate. Why does he have a clipboard, right? What dif- <laughs> what different what different it's... thing did he do than everybody else who's graduated from well, MCW? Uh, okay, okay. Let's, let's back up for just I a mean, second. All he, right. I mean, I, when I stepped in there with him in that rumble, I did learn that that Hawkins is an athlete, and yeah. you know he he's good in the ring. You know he can bring it. I, I walked through. I walked down that ramp, and the first guy I saw waiting in that ring for me was him. So you know, yeah. We we went in there and we brought it to each other and you know I give it to him he's got some skill in there but if he wants to step into the ring with me and go one on one like yeah. I said well, I'm I'm bringing him a fight from what he said it seemed like he was actually waiting for you because he said you know he let us know that he's been in the school and he's been like he was he was a little perturbed that you got to the school after he did but you got. You got your opportunities first. But he said he wanted to use that, and that was going to help him build his confidence. So that's not exactly out of the realm of possibility that he was actually waiting for you when you came down that ramp. But also, let's back up for just a second. You mentioned him and his clipboard. Yeah. So <laughs> just just to clarify. Yeah, clarify me there. That's not a clipboard. Not a clipboard. It is actually his official certified plaque that he has earned, and uh, he has proclaimed that he is the highest paid 
MCW Ooh, student graduate. The so. highest paid student graduate. Ooh. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Right. You okay, know so what? He he's made a great accomplishment in training through here at the MCW school. But like I said, what difference has he done than all of us other students who became actual competitors on the MCW shows who train here in MCW? You know, the rest of us, we were all in here busting his tail just like he was. Why does he need a little pretty little plaque or why why does he need to carry that thing around, you know? So Maybe I'll just take it from him and hit him in the head with it. You know? Oh, you know, maybe. Incredibly <laughs> violent. But... Wow. Hey, man, that's why I'm a wrestler. You know? <laughs> that's, that's I do like to get game. violence sometimes. Name of the game. I mean, it, you know, one has to wonder him carrying it into the ring and stuff if he's going to be, yeah. you know, doing that as well. But, I, don't need, uh, I don't need a plaque, you know. Okay, or a clipboard. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need a plaque, a, cripple, a clipboard, a trophy, none of that, you know. I just come in the ring ready to fight, you know. Okay. I, I paid my ways in here just like he did, you know, and I just come in and I bring it. I don't come out, you know, carrying any little special toy with me. Mm. Okay, so you're not interested in a plaque, so let me assume that you must be interested in some gold, correct? Oh, my God. I mean, your boy Andretti would look good with some gold around his waist. Come on, wouldn't I? Hey, man, it'll match the hair. <laughs> it matches the, the, the golden <laughs> hair, the gold around the waist, you know, pop off the gear. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to be chasing after some titles here in MCW for sure. All right, well, tell us about your strategy. What do you see, you know, what do you see in your future here in MCW? Well, I mean, I was almost the first ever, if I'm not mistaken, single tag team champion here in MCW until that dork and clown Ellsworth came in and ruined my whole match. Am I right? Like, I had, I had. That was a big possibility that, I mean, I don't know the history books as much as you I do. had Bro and Joe in the bag. Yeah. And then this guy came in, like you know, I, I tagged him in because it was kind of in the heat in the moment. I didn't know I was. It was like natural because yeah. you're a wrestler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you see a guy on the apron, you tag him in when you're in trouble. Yeah. John, why don't you? Will you fill us in on that uh, for our fans who maybe haven't, our listeners who haven't watched that yeah. match? Fill Can us, we get a little in, backstory fill there, us in, on that? John, for re- for resurrection mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Yeah, you were out there. You challenged Bro Keller, Joe Key, Seduce and Destroy. Mm-hmm. You challenged them after they interrupted your match with Leo Rush, Breakthrough Episode 3. Interrupted. They yeah. attacked us from behind and left us almost dead in the ring. Mm. I mean, they were pretty brutal in there. So, yeah, yeah and I was pretty pissed off about that. As, I, I don't doubt that. That was a dream was match Le- that they were As in. was Leo, yeah. So, yeah. But you challenged them. You said you didn't need a partner, mm. and you stuck by your word. You went out there. You didn't have a partner you took you took it to him and then Ellsworth just decided hey I'm gonna quote help out this kid so, yeah help yeah, yeah. Quote, help <laughs> he helped me all right oh man so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back to Miles Hawkins real quick if I can I, are you asking permission yes yeah let's <laughs> I'm a guess I'm a I'm not a guest to talk, but I'm a guest to yeah. talk. Let's jump back so, to the yeah, so athletic guy. I, I, I made a, uh, I like making, I, I like making comparisons. I made one earlier in the first segment with Joe Keys, but I'm going to make one with you. Who'd you compare Joe to? Uh, well, it wasn't like compared to him, but like the situation was more of like the, you know, oh, okay. fed up and everything. I hate but Joe we, Keys, by the way. Well, I don't, I don't like know, that dude. He, he, well, there's a lot of people he don't like that he talked about in the beginning, but, <laughs> yeah. but like the comparison I want to talk about with you and Miles, right? Like I'm, I'm a huge gamer, right? Yeah. Ken and Ryu, when I look at you guys, it's like it's almost looking like not exactly the same person. You guys have your your moves, but you can both definitely do the same thing. There's like like if you play that game of horse with certain moves, you both guys got it. But yeah. it's like, but you both have your specialty. What I see with him is that elbow drop. What do you think? What do you think is like your like your specialty when it comes to that? Dude, I have so many specialties. Oh, I know how you tell us what I'm here, bro. <laughs> 
And like part of me doesn't even want to like give them away because there's yeah. more in the bag I haven't even pulled out yet. You leave, know? leave some to the imagination. Dude, yeah, I got a bag full of tricks, so. Well, it's it interesting that like, you say that considering the fact that he said, and I quote, anything you can do, I can do better. Anything you can do, I can There's the song. <laughs> I was playing today. And I was having this moment, like I was singing it, and nobody like responded. So I was like, "Am I just like the only one who knows that song?" But I feel so much better now that you've sung Good. it. Thank Good. you. I'm glad I can make you feel better. <laughs> I feel validated now. Thank right, but you. with that comparison um, though, uh, yeah. still in, in place, it's like you know, if you if and when you two finally do have to stand across from each other, mm-hmm. is this going to be like a, a matter of respect? Because we know that we know that Miles is very confident. Sometimes overconfident. Sometimes over. But you got that air too. I I see it. I see it in your eyes. I mean, I'm just having fun, you know. You know. I don't I don't gotta be harsh about things though. You know, I I still do it with a smile on my face. He does it just to be, you know, cocky and arrogant. Because he feels like he has to. That's how you feel that he that's that's why he's like Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I can see that. One of the things that I would say is similar about both of you is that you make it look pretty easy. Yes. That your athleticism and your flippiness for lack of a better word (laughs) um (laughs) has has really caught on with the fans and they recognize that did you ever jump on trampolines as a kid yes did you did you do flips on them yes okay that's how i learned how to do all my stuff okay okay sorry continue (laughs) (laughs) well what i'm trying to say is that a little hint of how you can you know become like it's a way we had matt hardy on the podcast last week matt Matt hardy is awesome he was such a cool guy and you know he got his start with trampoline wrestling he had a whole trampoline federation you know that was his early stuff he actually sent in a tape to uh, WCW, I believe, of him and Jeff Hardy and their Trampoline Championship yeah. Wrestling Federation. So Matt and Jeff, I look up to them so much. Okay, Legends. well, I, I was going to ask you role models, but um, oh, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. I heard you guys talking about it. I think it was on the podcast that he was on. Like the you were talking about mm-hmm. the pop they had from WrestleMania. Oh my gosh, yeah, bruh, huge. It was bruh. it was pretty intense. Chills, I mean, chills down the arms. And I've been to a lot of big pay per views. I've been to multiple WrestleManias, yeah, yeah. you know, and that blew me away. Yeah. I mean, it was maybe because it was personal because I know them, so maybe it was that. And it, but it was just it no, was the it was whole everything. arena shook. Could you imagine everything. how loud it would have been if there was a roof on that building? Oh, oh my gosh, God. Yeah. yeah, it was. And I was all the way at the top too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and it was the stands were shaking. It was great. If there was a roof on the building. No, it, it no, it was outdoors. But if there was a roof yeah. on the building, they would have made it fly off. Yeah, the roof would have just completely. It was people lost not been their minds. Yeah. to the building anymore. They definitely. <laughs> so did uh, their style of wrestling influence you? For sure. Yeah. So were you were a lifelong fan then? You, oh you've yeah. Always okay. Oh my god, I used to watch those guys like. Yeah, I would, I would go to shows and see them. I would mm-hmm. definitely have some Jeff Hardy bands on. You know, I bet you did. Yeah, <laughs> I love both of them. When they were both, when Matt had the ECW championship and Jeff had the WWE championship, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Good stuff. Good times of wrestling. Stuff. Good, wow. good, good times. Well, I would say fans are definitely impressed by the mark that you know they and others have made on you and your athleticism and your you know um, technical skills and things like that, and that you are you know able to do the cool moves and stuff like that um is that something like when you got into wrestling when you came to the training center you know you got to start at square one you got to start with the basics Basics. you know you're not even taking a bump in the ring Mm -hmm. the first night or the second night you know you got to do the the classic stuff Mm -hmm. like did you know that that would ultimately be your style like that you would be you know a flippy guy like is that what you saw yourself becoming i totally did but 
like coming into it, but then being here after like, you know, three to six months and not doing any of it. <laughs> right. Because I wasn't like, right. I wasn't pulling none of that stuff out. My yeah. first, like, till like nine months of being here, mm -hmm. like, you know, my coaches asked me, Dean and RJ, like, what, what flips can you do? What, what type of style do you have? What can you do? And I was like, I can do everything. And then they looked at me like, what, <laughs> what kid? You can do everything. And then I was like, yeah. And they're like, all right, let's go see. And we went to the ring and I just mm -hmm. started doing my thing. And they were like, well, whoa, we didn't know you had that. But yeah, like um, the first like several months of training, like I said, like three to six or like it took me nine, nine to 10 months of training to get on a show. Mm -hmm. Just about. Which is like really fast, actually, for our listeners who don't know how the training process works. That's yeah. really, really fast. Yeah, I've had a couple know. friends get on quicker, but yeah. All right, I got, on, <laughs> I got on quicker. I just want to throw that out yeah. there. I got on quicker. Oh, I second time in, we've heard that tonight. I started in August <laughs> and I was on a show that. by December. Yeah, Miles so. said it first about you. Oh, <laughs> so you're like, yeah, man, these dudes get a little quick too. What the hell? Yeah. I think he's a little miffed, actually, it's, that you got on a little bit faster than him. It's great competition to be around, you know? It's good. Feels the fire, man. Yeah, that's what we want in here. You know, that's what we want in this business to feel well, it, each other. It is highly competitive. Yeah. Um, you know, for our listeners that don't know, um, you know, we have a training center, and we, you know, our students move through here with the eventual goal of being placed on NCW shows. Um, but you know, on a, any given show, there's what eight or nine ma matches, so everybody isn't going to get a spot. So yeah. yep. you know, for the we've had. The last year and a half, I would say, has been the best crop of students like I've ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much hunger and desire and passion and love for the business. Mm -hmm. Like, it's highly competitive. Like, I cannot stress this enough. So, you know, not only do you have to be the best that you can possibly be, but you've got to stand out. And I think that that's what the fans really love about your style is that it is different mm -hmm. and it shows you know, this other side of you and it makes you different from everybody else that's walking through through the curtain. Yeah, for sure. Now, it's funny you say about standing out because like even here at training, we have a lot of people here at this school training. There's mm -hmm. like anywhere from 30 to 50 people here sometimes, yeah. you know. And I remember like when I was first starting out, like I wanted to do something to stand out in practice. Mm -hmm. And we were doing the grape squisher drills where, you know, you're doing the high knees, doing the high knees and then dropping down. And, like, it's a crazy hard conditioning drill. Absolutely. And I knew, like, once I did that, I was like, I need to go so hard in this and just show, like, show, like, Bruiser and Dean mm -hmm. that I can go. And I remember that was the first time Bruiser ever, like, recognized me when I was, like, first starting out doing those yeah. grape squisher drills. Like, he was like, what's your name, kid? What's your <laughs> name? And I was like, Tyler. He's like, good stuff, Tyler. Everybody work hard like Tyler doing these grape squishers. <laughs> so I was going in. You you drop you do the high knees, drop down and get up. I try exploding mm -hmm. up, you know? Oh man. Helps I, me in the ring too, having that good stamina, you know. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Gotta have that good stamina. Well, conditioning is such an important part of training. It yeah. is. You yeah. know, and it, it's not something that most people walk in the door having. You know, even if they're, you know, any other kind of athlete or whatever, but when they walk in the door and they start training as a professional wrestler, the conditioning that you have to do is so much different than any other sport out there. Yeah. And to be honest, most of them don't make it. They're not successful. And, you know, you've proven that, you know, not only can you be successful, but you can exceed expectations. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Well, sure. uh, just real quick, uh, one last question for you, Action. Uh, we talked me. about we talked about Miles. Is there anyone else that you have had your sights on 
in this company. Has the sight to see had his sights on anybody else? It has the sight to see I mean, had his yeah. sights on anyone else. Because I was going to bring that up too. You've been in the ring with Brandon Scott. You've been in the ring with Dante, with King McBride. Yep. Leo Rush. Rhett Titus when he was champion. Mm-hmm. You yes. were in there. Uh, you were in there. Yep. So it's like. Been in there with Ken. Joe and, Keys. Joe Keys. Yep. Bro Keller. Those guys. All those guys we just mentioned too. Like. Those are the guys that are some real athletes doing this thing. Like yeah. those are the guys that take this serious, uh, you know, as serious as I do. And you know, as you know, much of like Bruiser would say, turds that those guys are. Some of them, like yeah. I respect them. I respect what they do in this business because they are some some BA wrestlers. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, for like stepping in the ring with anybody else here in MCW, man. I just want that full Brian Johnson, man. Ooh. That guy, he's a You're punk, man. <laughs> he, Brian Johnson is a punk. Like, wow. like again, I I respect what he, you know, he's he's got his thing going on in Ring of Honor. He's crushing it there. He's been with some big names and stuff. But like, dude's always taking the easy way out of situations, and he's just a scumbag. Wow. Brian's list of enemies is growing. Not really this is. Brian, but yeah. I saw I saw him carry his little flag when he won the title in that rumble. Like, man, who do you think you are, man? This is uh, he's Mecca yeah. versus everyone. I was gonna yeah. say, Mecca versus everybody. He's ringing yeah. through. Yeah, you think a plaque is bad. He brings out the whole flag. He's like, hey, <laughs> Man, well, now he doesn't need a plaque. He has the championship belt. That's this right. True. Look, I was right. I was pretty pissed off when you know this was the Bruiser show, his his rumble that we had, and you know Brian Johnson, the way he went about winning that thing, it's just like, come on, man. That's that's not how you that's not how you win that match, you know? Right. Like how about how about you be a stand up guy and win it, you know, fair and square in in the middle of the ring? But yeah, I definitely got my eyes set on that guy. He's. He's definitely one on the list. He might be number one. Oh, yeah. Kakoa's kind of one time he Kakoa's, was number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he still has it on his knee pads. Though. He, he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he likes to pull. He likes to pull guys' knee pads down. I see too. <laughs> if he pulls my knee pad down, I'm gonna knee him directly in the jaw. Well, right, well that's something to look out for. Shot. Hey, if I see it, warning. I will call it. I I do wear my knee pads outside my pants. You know, some guys wear yeah. knee pads. No, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So if he touches my knee pads, yeah, he's gonna like. Get a knee. Get a one the, right to the jaw. Right. All right. Oh, well, yeah. those are some harsh words I for him. Dare you to pull my knee pad down, Brian Johnson? You heard it here first. You heard it here first. MCW podcast. Pull my knee down, fam. No, what did? Well, those are strong words for Brian Johnson. But do you have any similar words for Miles Hawkins? Because I mean, he was on the segment before you, and he was talking a lot of smack about you. Was he? He he kind of was. Yeah. I mean, wasn't he? Is he a good smack talker? You know, yeah, he's, he's he I mean, I think he said something like he's so much better than you, like it's barely even a contest if you were to okay. face each other. I so, mean, I I've heard that. Did you hear that? I'm sure, but what do you what do you think about that? Yeah. So when it comes to guys me personally, right? Check this. When it comes to guys that just, you know, talk, 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 talk smack, talk smack, talk smack, eventually you just have to smack them, you know. Right. Forget the talking smack. How about we get a smack to the face? All right. Like if, if that's how, if he's just, you know, if he's just going to like put me down and say, oh, I'm this and that, then let's fight. Let's throw hands in. Let's see what you got. I want to see what the little golden boy of MCW has. Mm. Those mm. those pretty that little sounds like a challenge to me. Those those pretty those pretty little braids I mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll just grab him by those pretty little braids. 
and I'll show his ugly face to everybody in the MCW crowd. And then I'll just start laying them in on him, you know? Definitely a challenge. Sometimes those smack talkers, like I said, you just got to smack them and put them in their place. So, hey, you know, we'll see what happens. Do what you got to do, We'll see. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Don't don't take disrespect, people. All right. <laughs> it's buying advice. Don't well, take the world. <laughs> Unless you're in, if you're in school, then tell the teacher. But besides that, you know, if you're in a wrestling ring, yeah, do what <laughs> I said. Grab them by their stupid braids and show them show them their stupid face to everybody in the crowd and lay them in there. All right. Well, maybe you will get that chance at one of our upcoming shows. Remember, the next one is October 16th in Millersville as part of Celeb oh, yeah. Fest Two. Celeb Fest, along yeah, with the kickoff of our Autumn Armageddon tour. So, yeah. all right. Well, on behalf of the MCW cast, I want to thank you, uh, Action Andretti, for joining us here tonight and thank sharing a little insight me. with thank our fans. You. Yo, thank you. We'll bring you back in, a, you know, yeah, bring me later back. for a longer segment. You yeah, know, that'd be cool. Get to know you a little bit more. All Yo, right. wait well, before we close out. Yeah. Can we all like flex our muscles on three? Ready? Wait, I gotta take my shirt off. Yeah, take your shirt off, Deacon. Let's see those guns. I'm gonna I I'm mean, gonna do the countdown on or count up, I guess. We, oh, you know what? Oh, out there in the room, there's one of those little muscle costumes. You can put that on under your shirt if you Is want to. We'll save that for we'll save that for the, yeah, we'll we'll that for the next time. We'll I wait. Okay. We'll okay. Wait. All right, ready? Okay. Let's flex these bad boys. We don't want you to be unprepared. I'm not gonna lie. I was sitting some bicep curls before this interview, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to show the people what. what uh, okay. Why don't we just let you do the? No, no, no. Come on. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. On three. Ready? One, two, three. Zoom in on them babies. Zoom in. on uh, yeah, we've been all working right. hard. All my of man, us. my man. All like right. It. Yeah, yeah. You, the the really the costume muscles are in the bin out the door. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, no, no, next time maybe definitely bring those out. That, you know. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you for having and me. Thank you for having our muscle off there. I wanted to do yeah. that to end it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Miles Hawkins, bro, you're gonna get the work if you want it. I'm gonna give it to you, man. Plain and simple like that. And like I said, Brian Johnson, he can sure get it too. Give them that work. All right, fans. Well, there you have it. Straight from Action Andretti. Welcome back, everybody, to the MCW cast. Those are some great interviews we had today. But before I talk about those, I'm going to talk about myself and you guys, Deacon Storm, the director, John Rollins, and the lovely Tara. This was really fun tonight. Well, we're glad you enjoyed yourself. I did. I did. (laughs) This is good stuff. Good. Well, it's nice to get you out from behind the commentator's table it and is. sit you at this table. Yeah. And, of course, it's always a pleasure to have John out from behind yeah. the director's table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. send, sending you notes about dates send, and all that. Yes. Yeah. I will con- so whenever I am referencing something very specific date-wise on the podcast, I will confess that it is not coming out of my head. It is 100% John messaging me, and I am checking my watch, and then I suddenly pipe up with the exact date of whatever show we are talking about, which I can assure you, I do not actually know. So yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. I've had a lot of con- I've had a lot of concussions. Okay, so you know, dates say, are, and names are not something that I'm strong with. I was gonna say both of you guys have been dropped in your head a little oh, bit a more lot. than I have. Exactly. More fifty me on my face. So yeah, I've had some concussions too. Gosh, that makes so much sense now. Oh, I almost I almost cursed. I almost cursed. Oh man. <laughs> I've been choking on this water. <laughs> Moving well, so <laughs> yeah. we all have a lot of fun here, but you know, we we all we're all part of a team, and we all have lots of different roles, and we all do lots of things. So I'm happy that two of our generally unseen people are getting some 
time out here in front for our fans so that they can recognize some of the hard work that you both do. So, Tara, thank you it. so much. For I am. Yeah, I can you. be nice. I can't. I didn't tell you to talk yet. Oh. I didn't give you permission actually. So, like, I'll give you a cue when it's your turn. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> we have a lot of upcoming shows because mm-hmm. you know if you are a longtime MCW fan, you know we do this crazy Autumn Armageddon tour every year. So, John, why don't you tell us what we've got lined up for our fans? That they so can check we out. have coming up in Millersville, October sixteenth, Autumn Armageddon. We also have October 29th, possibly probably going to be Autumn Armageddon as well. Then we also have Shamrock, November twelfth, Friday, November twelfth. Day right after, Autumn Armageddon continues in Hollywood, November 13th. And finally, we cap everything off, December 4th, Toys for Tots. That's right. How excited are you to go back to Hollywood? Oh, it's been too long. Yeah. It has been so long. We were due to go to Hollywood when everything was canceled. That was our next show up, and we were told, hey, you know, and uh, and Dan's talked about this on other episodes before, you know, that we were told, hey, we're not going to be able to have the show. And everybody was kind of like, wait, what? What do you mean we're not going to have the show? And we have missed our Hollywood fans. Absolutely. So I know we have oh, some of God, our Hollywood yes. fans who are regular listeners of the cast. Yeah. And I just want to say we are as excited to come back and see you all on November 13th as you are to have us come back and see you. So we are really looking forward to it. If you've never been to a Hollywood show, you should make the drive. It's really not that far. And the crowd is just great. Yes. You know? Yeah. And we got to make sure Becky's there because she's going to have to stun somebody, right? <laughs> well, Maybe. I mean, I've been on the receiving end of, you know, some of Becky's antics in Hollywood. So maybe she should just do her nice job, job and officiate. Nice job, so. DK. Hey, first yeah. off. Thanks for bringing that up and reminding me. I, I was really there, appreciate and that, that was your fault. Okay. No, <laughs> like, no. He is not wrong. <laughs> no, no. She just needs to referee. That's it. Like, there's no reason why we should have had any kind of altercation. So, no. Well, I mean, you say to- that she should referee, as in referee fairly? Well, yeah. Then you deserved it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, to, and to so be anyway, fair. you know what? I was just thinking we should tell our fans how they can get tickets. Yeah, yeah. that was a segue. See? Yeah, because I was about to start talking about your ex-boyfriend. So anyway, <gasps> how, let's talk about how. <laughs> no. Let's talk about how. How to get tickets? We are done. Wow. Wow. We are done. So I'm going to talk about how we're going to get tickets because that's oh. how we do things here. Know your place. All right. So if you want to get tickets to any of our upcoming shows, including our next one, October 16th, uh, that includes Celeb Fest. So you can go to our our website, mcwprowrestling.com. You'll see all the uh, upcoming events there. They are not all posted yet. We're just giving you a sneak peek at some of them. Um, The link to get your tickets to Celeb Fest is there as well. Uh, You can also go to our local ticket outlet reseller, which is at Hollabird Collectibles, Hideaway Collectibles, sorry, (laughs) Hideaway Collectibles. Um, It's on Hollabird Avenue in lovely Dundalk, right up the street from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, one of our favorite, favorite dining establishments, home of the Bruiser Burger, of course. Delicious. You can also visit HideawayCollectibles.com where you can get... uh, all of your collectibles, your Funko Pops, your memorabilia, and uh, wrestling knickknacks and what have you. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for hard-to-find things, and I say this all the time, but you never know who we are going to bring in and when. So I know AEW has been releasing a lot of their series and their action figures. You might want to stock up on some of these things. You know, you might want to grab some Funkos because you just never know. I would say take a look at the lineup for Celeb Fest 2 and see if there's uh, anybody that you are interested in meeting and getting an autograph. And then you can just head over to Hideaway Collectibles, grab your uh, 
souvenir and then take it and go get it autographed. So pretty cool. A couple signatures, maybe a picture with the person for authenticity. And Brian, maybe. I just want you to know I swear to that God. I will. Deacon. I will give you a discounted rate on my personal 8x10 and autograph, okay? I'm going to give you a discounted rate because I know you're such a fanboy, and I know you don't want to admit it, but mm. I will absolutely hook you up with that, okay? Because mm, I just want you to hey, know I'm you there okay for with you. That? Are you okay with that? <laughs> you, cool, you cool with that? Okay. That's twice That's twice now. <laughs> it's Deacon. I know. He's, she's doing it on purpose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we, can we, are we done, guys? This, this has been a great podcast. It has. It really been lots has. Of fun. It's really good. And, you know, we're a dysfunctional family, but, you know, we all really do love each other. And we're happy to have spent the last hour and a half with all of our fans. So thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next week.